This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mm-hmm. You want to get nasty? I mean, I guess we have to. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Happy Friday, everybody. We made it. We got here. <laughs> We've arrived. And we will, uh, we will finish the week in the same way the week began. Talking about. Jerry Falwell Jr. That's nasty. This is the story, the nasty story that keeps on giving Colleen. There is so much, and I. what does it say about the world that the most exciting story of the week is basically the meltdown of a one-time evangelical leader mm-hmm. um, based on his uh, predilection for being in the corner while his wife has some relations with his, young his men. His predatory predilections. Oh, her and hers, but wait, there's more. Later in the show, we're actually going to talk more about Becky Falwell, uh, her role in this whole hot mess. But there was a a story we couldn't avoid sharing with you that showed up on Good Morning America this morning. The actual pool attendant in question, Giancarlo Granda, the one who sort of was at the center of this scandal. (laughs) Mm. Um, I'm going to try real hard not to make bad jokes. Mm -hmm. But he he actually showed up on Good Morning America and spoke with uh, George Stephanopoulos about some of the things, a lot of the things we actually have heard and read. I should say not heard, but that we actually have read over the last week. But here we actually get the chance to hear him in his own words on television. And I thought, I feel like we just kind of owe it to the audience for you to be able to hear this story in a way um, that we've not been able to share it over the last week because we really have been fascinated by it for a number of reasons. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what do we have? So we have uh, a few clips. And Holly, did you get those emails? Indeed. Okay, good. So I have a few clips for you. The first, there are two clips um, that sort of share with you how Giancarlo first came into contact with Becky Falwell and Jerry Falwell and how that all went down. Because actually, it's a little different. I know. Words. I know. It's There's going to be, we're just going to fall into some ditches. twelve. But the first two <laughs> clips tell the tale of how Giancarlo first met Becky Falwell, then Jerry Falwell. And it's a little different. It's more, to me, it's more disturbing than at first we were led to believe the relationship uh, began. We're definitely seeing the constellations come together a little more clearly. 
Yes. Mm -hmm. So originally we shared with you this notion that Giancarlo was a pool boy. He was at the pool. Becky was like, hey, these girls don't know nothing. Want to come back to my hotel room and I'll show you what a real woman's all about. And then all of a sudden as they're walking up the stairs, she's like, one more thing. My husband likes to watch. And then turn around and you see Jerry Falwell in a Speedo. Like, which is which reads like a great scene from a movie. But this is an even better scene Mm. for a movie. Less better for reality. So let's listen to Giancarlo, the first chunk of his tale about how he first came into contact with Becky. And then we'll uh, stop, talk about it and hear a little more. So let's go back to when I first met them. I was 20 years old, working at the Blue Hotel, um, working my way through college. And, you know, I'm talking to some guests and I, I noticed this woman behind me staring at me and she was noticeably drunk. Um, and she was just flirting with me, you know, and then we started flirting back and forth. Um, and then towards the end of my work shift, she's like, hey, would you want to go back to my hotel room? And as a single 20 year old, I'm like, yeah, of course. And, and then she's like, but my husband wants to watch. And immediately I thought it was a, a bit strange and I backed off. And she's like, oh no, but he, he's not going to do anything. He's just going to sit in the corner. He just, he just wants to watch and it's his thing. And she mentioned that they were actually at the at a swingers club the night before, uh, Miami Velvet. Hmm. And but it wasn't their thing. They said it was kind of gross because there's too many people and they wanted a more intimate um, session. So that's the first, um, you know, part of his explanation of how this all went mm-hmm. down. Now, so far, it sounds pretty familiar with what we've already been led to to believe. I think there's some details in there that maybe aren't that are new. Yeah. Right. Uh, and one of them, of course, is that they had been to a swingers convention the night before, or not a swingers convention, a swingers club, and they were like, ooh, that's nasty. We don't want to do that. We want to have our own experience. So I play this because I think it's leading us into a, a, a much more um, fascinating or thoughtful discussion. I know th- that it just sounds salacious, and it's going to continue to for a little bit, but let's get through it and continue to hear Giancarlo describe how this first meeting went down so I had no idea who they were at the time you know after my work shift they called me through a blocked number um, to schedule where to meet and we met at another hotel Uh, and I walk into the lobby and you know Becky's sitting there waiting for me and we were both nervous at the time and then she offered me whiskey to relax to calm my nerves we talked for a bit I relaxed and then we went upstairs and Jerry was laying on the bed he was laying on the bed he was drunk and he was giggling. And again, I'm kind of weirded out at this moment. And I said, hey, if at any point you get jealous or you want me to back off, just uh, let me know and I'll walk out of here. He's like, no, no, just just go for it. Um, and so this would that, then happen on, on other occasions as well. And, and what would he be doing? Right. I mean, he I don't want to go too much into the details. Um, I don't want to go too much into, into the details, but um, he, he, he enjoyed watching. Okay, so that was essentially the summary of their first meeting. What I found fascinating about this, and tell me what you think, the thing that stuck out for me in this part is how methodical the setup was. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just the, hey, want to come back to my room? This was not like we're all just, you know, horny and we're on vacation and we're all consenting And people got a little drunk and then woke up the next morning and were like, whoa, what happened last night? Exactly. It's not that kind of scenario. Um, It sounds like it might start out that way, but very quickly it becomes, 
contacting you from a blocked number, Mm -hmm. setting up another hotel reservation, um, which is clear that they were they were engaging in something that probably was not the first time. And if it had been, they had provided a certain amount of thought to. Right. Well, I mean, honestly, that's exactly what I was going to say was you don't get the impression from his account of the first time they met that this was the first time they'd ever done that. And there's a couple indicators of that, right? Like, number one, in their first meeting, the fact that she said to him, my husband will be there, he likes to watch, that tells you that that is an experience that they've had before. That arrangement has occurred. And so, first of all, you know... Okay, so they've just now found another. I'm not well. I will. I'll. I'll use the word victim uh, to be a part of this thing that they do. And it's interesting. I just want to put a pin in this um, because we're going to revisit this in the third clip. The word. The word that you used as a victim, I think, is very interesting, and I think it's appropriate. Continue. Uh, yeah. Well, because I do want to say this again, and we said this yesterday, and I'm sure you guys have said this a trillion times. Like, whatever kind of stuff people get up to in their own sex life, that is not what is up for discussion. I am not offended by that in the least or upset by that in the least. However, in this story, there are certain things that we are that we are picking apart that make it different than just some people who have some tastes and honestly to be fair um although it's going to sound not fair if this were you or i colleen and we were doing this it's nobody's business right there is a context with these individuals that matters because of what they how they live their lives in the public right that said i don't even want to have that conversation because what we're doing right now is talking uh, we're painting a picture of how this all went down and so far you've heard the person say like you, he just gives a play-by-play of just how methodical this experience was. Blocked number, set up a separate hotel reser- uh, reservation, um, get him drunk in the uh, lobby, you know, to get him comfortable. The wording it sounds very innocent. Like, but the, if you put yourself in that position, there's nothing innocent about being 20 years old with a 50-year-old woman buying you a cocktail in the lobby of the hotel so that you can be fortified enough to have the sexual experience, which clearly is a little awkward such that you need some plying mm-hmm. of alcohol. So like, just think about all of yep. those things. Absolutely. And then to your other point, and this is the last clip of Giancarlo from his interview on uh, GMA. I want you to listen to something he shares and how that might affect this uh, overall experience. And there should be, it's the third clip. You know, I mentioned to them that when I was younger, right, when I was in high school, I suffered with uh, video game addiction. Um, you know, at the time I was timid, been nervous, and I believe, you know, now in hindsight that they spotted these weaknesses um, and made me an ideal target. Um, I, I shared, you know, this passion project of mine where it's a, it's a company that would connect uh, video gamers suffering with video game addiction and families with health coaches. And he's like, oh, I think that's an excellent idea. And, um, you know, actually, you could probably partner up with Liberty. Uh, You know, you should uh, come to New York with us. We're having a business trip and we could talk more about it. So that little bit tells you that he very 
this is, again, not just a casual sexual encounter. Mm-mm. Because after this encounter in the hotel room, they begin a relationship with this young man and continue to groom him along the way with the promise of financial remuneration yeah. and in, inevitably involve him in some shady real estate dealings, which is what uh, inevitably led to the fall of you know the Falwell family in this particular moment. It was those shady business dealings that he wanted to remove himself from that ended up um, sort of exposing all this. But like when you put all those things together, it's clear to me that this story is about so much more than just, you know, um, you know, the the preacher has a little dark side that he doesn't want to share. By the way, Jerry Fall is not a preacher. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Also, it takes it from a conversation about a couple who gets up to some things in the privacy of their own bedroom and puts it in the realm of predatory behavior. Um, because they were exploiting a weakness of his, um, among other things. And, but wait, there's more. At the third hour of the show, we're going to go deep in that uh, predatory shallow mm-hmm. because this is not the first person who interacted with Becky and was used in a way mm-hmm. that might make you uncomfortable. Well, and I would just like to add that we're going to talk about the second story a little bit later in the show, but I don't think... Anybody, I mean, you'd have to be crazy to think that we're not going to have more stories oh, like this. This is the tip of the nasty ice. It's true. It's true. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to talk to our friend Elizabeth Reese. She's bringing us all the dirt straight from Hollywood with a dirt alert on My Talk 1071.